Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. I know you were probably wondering where I was last week. I mean, and also it's Tuesday. I just didn't feel like recording yesterday. Last week, it was a week, okay? Um, It was mad real. Um, Last week, I have learned that health is wealth, that I need to practice what I preach. Um, That's why I was not here. I was in the hospital, not last weekend, but the weekend before that. I had to go to the hospital. Long story short, it was terrible, terrible, y'all. It was terrible. I was having abdominal pains. I thought I had appendicitis. Remember, y'all, I had that little, uh, you know, I'm a little potential hypochondriac. I was like, oh, my God, I think it's appendicitis. And, uh, like, oh, my God. And it just kept getting worse and kept getting worse and kept getting worse. To the point where I literally was, I had to go to the, literally, literally had to go to the hospital. And they ran all of the tests. They did all the scans. And they were like, bitch, there's literally nothing wrong with you. Grow the fuck up. And I was like, oh. Okay. They were like, just eat this, do this. And then, like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do some, like, preliminary tests or some, like, other tests that we can see what's going on. Tell me why my fucking old ass. Not only do I have Rice Krispie knees now. Um... I can't fuck with gluten no more. My small intestines said, bitch, you tried it. Um, I guess it took place after um, I had that terrible bout of food poisoning. I had food poisoning like a few weeks ago. Like it was Taylor for like a week. Um, but I guess it just altered my insides and my little small, my little 40 inches of small intestines. And, um, I can't eat gluten anymore. And I was like, nah, y'all tripping. I'm gonna fuck these breads up. I'm gonna fuck these noodles up. And just to, you know, see. So fuck around and see. Fuck around and find out, you know. So I fucked around and found out. When was this? On Saturday. And on Sunday. And sure enough, I found out. (laughs) Sure enough, I found out. Um, I'm even still, like, my tummy... I still have a little bit of cramps. I'm still a little bit. My dummy's still a little upset. And that was from fucking Saturday and Sunday. So, like, I'm like, all right. Oh, I'm not fucking around no more. Like, that shit was real. It's, like, it, terrible. Um, so, long story short, fucking, your body is a fucking temple. And you need to treat it accordingly. Health is wealth. Um, no more bread. No more yummy Trader Joe's frozen yummies. Um, long story short, um, I have to cut all gluten out, um, so I gotta eat gluten-free bread. You know, a bitch loves fucking granola, gotta get gluten-free granola, but I'm also like, oats are half of that shit, man. Like, do I really want some granola that doesn't have oats in it? (sighs) But it's okay, um, I can sacrifice nice, warm, buttery, flaky bread. pillowy bread soft firm pasta a delicious wheat full oat bread full oat peanut butter and jelly sandwich french fries anything fried I can do that to live <laughs> <laughs> 
there is also i have a little fear that i won't be a plus size model anymore and that's i'm like oh god i gotta eat this healthy food now i gotta be healthy like am i not gonna be a plus size model anymore and that's something that um that's something that i'm worried about because you know we thrive to be the plus size models so we'll see but health is wealth babes long story short please take care of your body it's the only one that you get this lifetime unless you know something i don't but you know um also finally it's fucking fall i am ecstatic that it's fall um i was actually doing some investigative reporting and i have understood why black folks black folks love the fall um and why most people love the fall like if we don't use the gregarian calendar right technically like even like you know if you're of african descent or even you know other places um it's actually spring in the fall because we're the opposites right so we love the fall and we want to start fresh and we want to start new and it's so good and it's so fun because you know our roots our dna this is used to it being spring so that's a little fun little excerpt i'm not going to go too much into detail with that um october overview i'm thinking about having a guest one of your guys's favorites on for october overview that'll come out next week or at the end of this week um next week will definitely get us into episodes or this week's two episodes um class last night was amazing i think that's also why i didn't want to do podcasts yesterday because i was so prepared to teach this class if you guys didn't know i hold classes every monday i do three classes a month yesterday we did birth charting 101 right we've done shadow work we've done tarot um in october the october class list is going to be released today september 26 2023 so get on it um i think it's a great investment of yourself i don't see why not and not for anything like you get information there's so much information um mentorship program i have a goal for the month of, of october so get in where you fit in you guys I have a goal for the month of October, and if I don't put it in the universe, then how how is everybody supposed to know? Um, mentorship program goal. We I, I want to gain 15 more mentees in the month of October. So f- there's 15 of y'all out there out of the 8,000 of y'all that listen every week. There's at least 15 of y'all. There's at least 15 of y'all that wants to join this mentorship program that are aligned to join the mentorship program so i'll just put it out there in the universe head over to my website shoot me an email kristen at witchpitchdraw.com and lastly i don't know why i decided to put this in my intro but i think it is definitely to be known uh, my man cheated on me y'all and um he was spotted with another bitch in public and i really feel some type of way and People have been sending me pictures. People have been sending me messages. And I'm like, well, like, you know, do we know if he's cheating? Do we know? Like, they could just be walking around. They could be friends. Um, so, Travis, Travis Kelsey, please get back to me and let me know if it's over or not. Because, you know, I thought we had something here, but apparently... You and Taylor got something. I didn't know that you were the cheating man, but it's okay. It's okay, Travis. Uh, just let me know. Make, make sure you send me an email, a text. I did block you because I was salty, Travis. Um, but just let me just let me know. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody was like, dun, dun, dun. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. I thought once you went black, you never go back. So what the fuck is Travis over here fucking around with Taylor for? I'm about my business. I'm gonna let that man live. Anyway. <laughs> this week we're gonna dig into the Astros. Of course, we're gonna get into this full moon, this full harvest moon. Um, we're going to talk about one of my favorite crystals this week, 
amethyst. Um, she's she's a girl that gets mistaken for basic bitch energy, and she's everything except that. Um, we're going to wrap up our harvest season, um, with how we embrace the change and how we embrace the transitions. Um, remember last week we were talking about being able to reap the benefits of the growth and really sowing those seeds. So now we're going to talk about embracing that change in the transition. Okay. And then, um, our tarot segment this week, we are going to dive into the death card and really break it down and show us or teach us how we can better navigate through intuitively looking at our card versus immediately going to the guidebook. So sit down, relax, stay calm, stay cool, stay collected, get your drink, get your tea, put me up in the corner. If you're driving, bitch, keep your hands on the fucking wheel. Okay. Pay attention. Don't relax. Okay. Let's get it. You heard me hit that hoe. (laughs) Thank you. So again, I I did these notes on Sunday for us to record yesterday. So I'm going to keep it in order. I guess I did do, um, I did do Monday. So... What's it called? Hey, Keddington, this is Sphalerite. If you guys didn't know, um, for one, I have a Sphalerite mic stand. That's what I'm talking into. But also for two, every week we go live and we stream an uncut episode of the podcast where you can sit, you can listen, you can add your two cents. When I have brain farts, you get to see me choke. Um, you basically get the bloopers before I post the blooper episode. So make sure that for one, um, you're following me on all platforms and for two that you're joining my discord server so I can tell you where I'll be streaming. Sometimes I'll stream on YouTube. Sometimes I'll stream on TikTok. Sometimes it'll be on Instagram. I don't know. You just got to figure it out. Okay. Shameless plug. Anyway. Oh, here flip. So yesterday, Mercury and Virgo trined with Jupiter in Taurus. So, um, this aspect is going to bring, um, hella energy from Mercury. We know Mercury is the planet of communication and intellect and Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth, excuse me, confirmation burp. So this is a great time for, um, a clear and positive communication, especially when we're talking about practical matters and personal growth. And it's also a great time to have some beneficial conversations in reference to your growth or in reference to, um, your expansion. So planning, um, when we're talking about, uh, what is to come, you know, when we talk about planning out a new routine or our disciplines, like this is where we start getting the the groundwork, our footing in. Right. So there's that that's going to assist us yesterday, but we know that three days in three days out. We always talk about that. I don't know why y'all think that just because on this minute, in this hour, that's the only time you feel the energy. Sit your ass down. Shut the fuck up. That's not right. I don't know who the fuck told you that. I don't know why you continue to believe that. That don't even make sense. It's like saying as soon as you fart, you don't smell it and it don't linger. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) So then Wednesday... This week, we have Mercury and Virgo, which is going to con- be concocts with Chiron and Aries. So, um, we know with Mercury and Virgo, it's very analytical and precise. And then this wounded healer over here in Aries, um, you need to be mindful of how you are communicating, how you are communicating in reference to sensitive topics. Um, it's time to be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others, especially when, um, we're conversing, when we are exchanging. Okay. Now, (laughs) also, um, try, 
midweek, so maybe even today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before we get into this full moon, uh, try to avoid having triggering conversations. I feel like whenever we see Mercury and Chiron bumping gums, whatever they're doing up there, um, be aware that like what we're saying, what we're doing, how we're communicating can be very triggering. So I, I would say because we, we have this uh, King Cucks aspect, like maybe chill the fuck out, like don't stay here and be like, I remember this one time. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Okay. Maybe not this time. <laughs> Let's chill out on that, okay? Um... So then we have the full moon in Aries on Friday. Um, it is the harvest moon. Yeah. Um, this full moon, we know that a full moon is when the moon opposes the sun. The full moon is always going to be the opposite sign of what the sun is, right? This is something that I was teaching you last night in the class. So when we have a conjunction, that means it's going to be in the same sign. That's why the new moon is typically in the same sign that the sun is in, because the moon and the sun are sitting next to each other. However, the full moon, they're opposite. They're like the fuck away from me, right? So the actual transit for a full moon would be the moon in Aries opposes the sun in Libra. Okay. Um, how do you work with this full moon? Okay. This full moon is going to be great for self-expression. Uh, excuse me, self-reflection. The Aries energy is going to encourage us when we're talking about that self-assertion. Um, and then also taking this moment to do that reflection do that reflection in order to be able to release. Um, think about what personal goals and desires that you have and what you're passionate about and what aspects of your identity even need to be acknowledged when it comes to that expression, when it comes to putting forth that passion when we're talking about your desires. This new moon is all about release and renewal. We're talking about a harvest moon, okay? We're talking about a harvest moon. This moon, release what doesn't serve you. Harvest what does. Identify any habits or patterns or relationships that are hindering your growth and release them with good intention. Release them with intention, at least, so you can create space for new opportunity. If you don't clean out the crop, how do you expect to plant a new one and it be fruitful? And it yields you more fruit. Okay. Um, th this is also, now remember, when we're talking about the transit as a whole, we have to take into consideration where the sun is. So the sun is sitting in Libra, right? So we're, we're talking about balance. We're talking about this balancing act. Um, so we could see ourselves having to balance between self and others okay um find harmony between your individual needs and your relationships with other excuse me with others and allow yourself to be assertive while also remaining respect of others okay um Meditating, journaling, uh, doing a fire ceremony would be amazing. Um, a bonfire ceremony even during this uh, lunation. Um, when we're talking about crystal work, um, red jasper or carnelian uh, would be very amazing to work with this lunation. Why is that not the crystal of the week? Because I didn't fucking feel like having it as the crystal of the week, okay? <laughs> um... Make sure that when we are setting intentions with this lunation, that they are aligned with our personal desires and ambitions. Um, reflect on your individual needs and aspirations to promoting that self-empowerment. It's time to recognize where you might be holding yourself back due to fears or hesitations. Right? That's that shadow side of Aries. Tap into your inner courage. Tap into that assertiveness. Address any imbalances 
that you have in your relationships or conflicts. Allow yourself to find harmony. This full moon is... It's a potent bitch. Like, it's potent. And um, I, I definitely... I put the shadow side of Aries, right? Um, in here. Because we have to also take into consideration that transit at the beginning of the week with Chiron and Mercury. Chiron and Mercury. However, whoever you say it. That's how I say it. You don't like it? Fuck off. Okay? <laughs> So that's a little overview of the full moon. Um, I will be doing full moon posts in the server. So make sure um, if you're not, you join that Discord server so you can get all the tea, bitch. Uh, then we have Venus and Leo squaring off with Uranus and Taurus. Um, Venus, love, values, money. Uranus, change, innovation. Okay. Square tension. Square the fuck up. Okay. This is a great opportunity for us to manifest how you can change when it comes to your approach in your personal relationships or even in the spiritual works or workings that you're doing for yourself. Okay. We then have the moon in Aries conjunct Chiron in Aries. This is another, this is another thing. This is another one that I was talking about, right? This is going to emphasize the emotional healing aspects of that Aries energy. And this is taking place the same day. It's taking place the same day as the full moon. This is a time when our emotions can be running high and there could be opportunities for us to emotionally heal address these deep-seated emotional issues explore different healing modalities that focus on your emotional well-being right the wounded healer in aries damn 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 watch your fucking ego as denzel would say damn watch your fucking ego okay so I'm saying, uh, this is why I thought it was very important that we talk about that shadow side of uh, Aries. So then on Saturday, Mercury in Virgo is going to trine Uranus and Taurus, which I thought I already wrote. That's why I was confused. <coughs> Excuse me. See, I didn't choke this time. I didn't choke this time. Oh, it trines Jupiter at the beginning of the week. And then at the end of the week, it's going to be trining Uranus. Um, come Saturday, you need to think outside of the box. New ideas, new approaches. You have this newfound energy after this release, right? Um... Be, this is going to help you or amplify even that forward thinking. You won't think like a dumbass bitch on Saturday. All the fog is going to clear. You're going to be like, oh my God, I'm smart as fuck. Look at me forwardly thinking. Okay. Thank you. We then have Mars and Libra, which is concocts with Uranus and Taurus. This aspect is going to bring the tension. Um, and it's bringing tension between Mars's desire for action and Uranus, Uranus's or your mm -hmm, need for change. Okay. It's essential to find balance between taking decisive action and being open to unexpected shifts and being able to be flexible and adaptable during this transit. Okay. Um, on the, on the romance side, Friday, if you have a date on Friday, I would honestly reschedule it. Saturday is, uh, much more promising, especially when we're talking about in terms of romance. Although you may have, um, you may have something already scheduled, like those daytime rendezvous are going to be fucking chef's kiss, uh, cause the vibes are going to definitely be in your favor. 
um, whether that's with friends, whether that's um, in love, whatever the case may be. My overall astrological event for the week, obviously, is the full moon in Aries. Um, it's not making... Um, Mm, no, let me not say that. It's pussy popping on the handstand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, this does say wolf moon. See, I'm confusing myself. I got to do some investigative reporting. Um, harvest moon, wolf moon. They might be the same, honestly, this year. Um, I've been reading harvest and wolf, so I'll have to double check that. Don't quote me. Um... My advice for this week, don't bend over backwards trying to please people who play victim. You'll never satisfy them. They'll only demand more and more of your emotional capital. Maybe you should put that back into yourself and stop being a dumb bitch sometimes. Let me stop calling y'all a dumb bitch. I've been calling y'all a dumb... That, maybe that was one too many this week. I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. The crystal of the week is Amethyst. I love her. I've been wearing Amethyst since the day I was born. Because it's my birthstone. And I also believe amethyst is why I think my favorite color is purple. It's not confirmed nor denied, but I am a purple person. And I know that probably explains a lot about my personality and why I am the way I am. It's because I'm a purple person. <laughs> it's because I'm a purple person. Here's the thing about amethyst. There is a few crystals that like I really didn't... I, I didn't bang with or I didn't understand how versatile and how much energy and how potent they were because like I considered them like the basic bitches of crystals because everybody had them but once I started diving more into my crystal work I'm like this is the fuck why everybody has them it's just you know some people have them because they're simply gorgeous some people have them because of the amazing energy and the work that you can get done with you can get done with them right um, so when we're talking about amethyst, amethyst is great for your etheric chakra. Remember when we put our hands over our head, that's our etheric, our crown and our third eye. Um, I love meditating with, um, I call it my headstone. I shouldn't call it that anymore, but I call it like, I call it my meditation stone, but I put it on my head and, um, it's like the size of my forehead and I just let it sit there and I just meditate with it over my third eye. It's a fucking amazing, babe. Um, so some properties is great for retrograde breaking addiction. So it is the addiction stone, right? Like I know a lot of people that are in AA or in rehabilitation centers, like they give them little pieces of amethyst because it is said to help break addictions, especially when we're talking about alcohol, um, consumptions, right? So that's, that's a great thing. Um, so it's great for retrogrades, breaking addictions, travel. I keep a piece in my core. Uh, let me stop giving a commentary and just read this. Psychic abilities, dreams, clarity, sleep, protection, physical healing, purification, clairvoyancy, self-discipline, wisdom, focus, expansion, insight, anxiety, relief, spiritual awakening. It is of the planets Jupiter, Saturn, and Neptune. Um, zodiac signs, Virgo, saggy titties, excuse me, Sagittarius. I mean, saggy titties. I mean, Sagittarius. Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. It is of the element wind. Colors are purple, light purple, clear, dark purple. On the hardness scale, it is about a seven. Remember, diamonds are the hardest at 10. Um... You guys know that I'm reading this straight from crystalcouncil.com with my two cents added. And if you didn't know, shameless plug, you can head over to Crystal Pisces Studio, which will be linked in the description box below, or head over to my website where Crystal Pisces Studio is also linked. And you can check out the crystal of the week. 
Um, Marley over at Crystal Pisces Studios has a plethora of amethyst. Great quality, amazing quality. Uh, even this one for those that are watching live. This is one of my first purchases ever that I made from Miss Marley over at Crystal Pisces Studios. And it is a crystal and amethyst, I might add, that I still use almost on a daily basis. So, you know, um, head over to crystalpisiestudios.com where you uh, can fulfill your crystal needs. <laughs> So, um, we know amethyst is a purple variety of quartz that has become one of the most popular and well-known crystals in the mineral kingdom. Amethyst gains its color from gamma irradiation and trace amounts of iron. This crystals, this crystal gained its name from the Greek word amethos, which translates to not intoxicated. This stone is given special names depending on its formality or locality. Um, so, for example, we have Rwandan amethyst, chevron amethyst. Uh, most of the world's supply of amethyst currently is coming out of Brazil and Uruguay. Specimens, both those in South American countries, have been found as tall as small buildings and can sell for millions of dollars. I saw on the interwebs one time, um, there was a six foot man standing next to one of the, like a, like a point of amethyst, like one of these little guys of amethyst. And it was literally, literally taller than him. And he was like six, two, six, three. Amazing picture. Um, but amethyst can be very, very big. Um, each year, it seems as though a new amethyst deposit is found in a faraway country. It's anyone's guess as to where, who the next, where the next discovery will be. Um, so I, I talk about this so often. And if you guys didn't know, a lot of these citrine that y'all find in the store that are that deep, deep amber color that you're like, oh my God, I love it so much. And it's almost golden, like dirty pea or strong pea. That is not citrine. That is heat treated amethyst and is incorrectly sold as citrine. Okay. Citrine is a healthy PP color. Okay. It's going to be more on the pale side, the clear side. It's not going to be on that amber side. Um, that amber citrine is that heat treated amethyst. Okay. Um, Amethyst is a multidimensional stone that offers a range of energetic uses. Uh, its protective bubble helps one maintain clarity mentally and physically. Um, also physical energy. Um, starting your meditation with gratitude while offering yourself some amethyst or holding some amethyst Um it it can amplify your field. It can amplify your gratitude, especially when we're talking about accepting the love around you. The more that you work with this stone, the more you will feel a sense of warmth and gratitude and um, even groundedness or understanding. And this is due to knowing that um, they're in a safe place and they feel good with you. And they feel good with you. Breaking addictions. You can use it to break addictions. Um, connecting with the higher self, right? Um, some great crystals. And with mugwort. And with mugwort. Some great crystals to pair uh, Amy Baby with. I like pairing my amethyst with, like, pyrite. I like pairing it with obsidian. I like pairing it. Um, even with tiger's eye, um, you guys know I'm a, I'm a girly that like, if I, um, fucking with a crown chakra, third eye chakra crystal, I'm going to get me a root chakra crystal uh, to keep me so weeble wobble so they don't fall down. You know, I don't want to be unbalanced. I want to be grounded, whatever I'm focusing in. I want to be grounded or I need to be up in the air. So I'm not, you know, 
moving around anytime I'm working with the third eye crown or even that etheric crystal. I uh, like pairing it with a great grounding crystal. <sighs> all in all, what are you going to use your amethyst for this week? Okay, so not last week, because last week we didn't do an episode. I was dying from gluten. Um, the week before last, week 37, because we're in week 39, we talked about nurturing our inner garden and reaping the abundance of our inner garden, right? Uh, this week, we're going to be focusing in on embracing the change and transition. I think we don't speak about that enough, especially in the spiritual community. We talk about, we need to do this. We need to do this. You need to do this. Uh, you got to do this, this, and this. And then there, and then everybody's like, well, then what? Then what? And then we often see, um, how do you say? I was going to say a re a repress. That's not the word I'm looking for. A relapse. Then you'll see a relapse of that energy or that shift that you made because you didn't allow yourself to embrace the change or the transition, right? So I, I know that oftentimes it may seem redundant or repetitive how I'm always like, okay, now this is how we embrace the change. This is how we embrace that transition. Uh, but I think it's well worth it. I think that it is... Um, it's a crucial part that we miss so often. We just want the answers and we don't know how to sustain those answers. We don't know how to sustain those actions. So, uh, anyway, let's go. Anyway. <laughs> so when we're talking about, um, transitions as like a magical threshold, threshold, excuse me, right? Um, when we're talking about it in context of spirituality and personal growth, um, it is often seen as something that we should already know or that, um, you know, it, it's all powerful and mighty. Everything is going to be fine because I made it this far and I don't have to maintain it because the energy is already on my side. Well, uh, yes, okay, that's great for you. But it also represents the space between the old and the new. It's like when we, when we are in this moment of transition, it's almost like the liminal space right and we know like that liminal space equals like the in-between area the gray uh but it is a transition like you know at the end of the barbie movie when she was talking to the creator of barbie in that pink room like that's like liminal space okay um and this is where the transformation occurs it's like that moment in the queue but we never allow ourselves to get past that magical understanding threshold. For example, you're like, I want to journal every day. I want to journal every day. I want to journal every day. You start journaling every day. And now you're just sitting there and you're like, well, now what? Well, you, you never allowed yourself to be in that liminal space. What was your intended outcome in, in mind, right? Um, embracing the energy of transition involves acknowledging and letting go of what no longer serves you. Okay. This is where, okay, yes, we've been journaling every day. Yes, we've been, you know, uh, having these moments of reflection. Um, but now what no longer serves me through my reflection, what no longer serves me through the energy after, you know, reaping the benefits and putting in this energy and this effort. Um, and that can come in the form of a person, a place, beliefs, habits, uh, relationships, even this phase is meant to empower your personal transformation, this transition phase and um it's like um shedding shedding your skin right it's going to be scary it's going to be new are you going to be vulnerable for a little bit absolutely but that's how you step into the new version of yourself right it's like this it these transition moments of acknowledgement is what holds a lot of us back from fully growing and expanding 
people will often be like, I know, I know this is what I need to do, but I'm scared. I don't want to. Um, What's going to happen? You're in that liminal space. You have not transitioned or transformed quite yet. You have not fully embraced the change because if you did, you wouldn't still be holding on to that old habit. You still wouldn't be holding on to that fuck ass person or that bitch that you've been meaning to disconnect from that relationship that doesn't serve you. This, this is the moment, this transition, this embrace of the change that is what empowers the transformation. Okay. Um, what are ways that we can embrace the change, embrace the transition? I know that was a mouthful. I know that was a mouthful. Um, but uh, like through my readings and through my researches and through my personal experience, I feel like we often get stuck in that, in that space, the space of transition. It's like the queue or like, if you've ever been on a cruise, it's like the mustard station. Like you got to go to the mustard station before you can have a great time. Otherwise you're just going to be sitting there. Right. Um, releasing with herbs. So we're also going to be doing an herb class for October. So mm -hmm. don't tell anybody yet. Um, rosemary is a powerful way that we can, um, energetically, symbolically cleanse and purify the energy. Um, it's also going to create that space of new, um, rosemary is associated with that protection and purification, uh, making it a valuable addition to stepping over that threshold. Okay. Um, you can use it in the form of smudge sticks. You can burn it as whole herbs. Um, you can even smoke it a little bit if you want. Um, the next one, um, Palo Santo, same thing, same energy. Right, you, you could even um, you could even do if we're doing bonfires, right? Well, we could even write letters and throw in the fire. Um, I put sage on the list, but you guys already know. I don't have to give you the rundown. Well, you know, I have been getting a lot of listeners lately, new listeners. Let me give you all the rundown. Look, bitch, don't sit here. And go and attain unethically sourced sage. Don't sit here and just burn sage, sage for the aesthetic. Um, it is of in the, the indigenous culture. And sage is indigenous itself. Don't sit here and be an asshole and be disrespectful due to the lack of research. If you have not done your research or you don't have your understanding. Or if you don't have fucking empathy for people as a whole or people's cultures shame on fucking you but do your research i know that i was a little aggressive if you are new here but um just make sure that you are getting it ethically sourced make sure that you are um not being a dumbass okay um but you can also use that um for smudging and cleansing um, another one that I really fuck with is vitivir. These are all like the, all of the herbs that we're talking about right now are great for like cleansing. Um, another one I like is vitivir. Okay. Um, even mugwort was mentioned earlier. Mm. Okay. Another way to fully embrace this change or embrace our harvest of change, harvest of energy is creating a mandala. Okay. What is a mandala? A mandala serves as um, visual representations of your intentions and uh, the natural cycles and changes of life and in growth and how they are mirroring each other. Right. My friend is a tattoo artist. Shout out Hamilton Tattoos. Make sure you guys go check her out. Keeping up with Kaylin. Um, she's a tattoo artist. I love her. She's done a few of my tattoos now. And she is like sought out for the mandalas that she does. And I'm like, girl, how do you do this? And she's like, it's just, it's like eight, eight, 10, 12, or I think eight, 10 or 12 mirrors of 
one thing. She was like, I create one and I just mirror it, mirror it, mirror it and put it in a circle. And I was like, damn. But like people come far and long and wide for her to tattoo her mandalas on people. She creates one for each person based off of your energy. So sit and talk to you. I think she might do like, um, she might like do like an aura read or something of that nature. I know that she has um, a whole process that she does. And then she will create a personalized mandala for you in your energy and like wh whatever you're going for. So um, but it is um, it is to remind you about cycles of change and growth. Um, a harvest mandala is a way to capture the effort, essence of your harvest season or even, um, excuse me, setting intentions for that new phase of growth. And just because we're talking about it right now in harvest season doesn't mean that it has to take place right now. You could do a harvest mandala in the middle of the winter based off of the intentions that you've set, based off of what you've released. But do it whenever. Remember, like when we're talking about that internal harvesting, right? Like we touched on the external harvesting, but when we're talking about that internal harvesting, babe, that doesn't just have to happen in the fall. Okay. Um, so to create a harvest mandala or a mandala period, you're going to gather, um, for this example purposes, we're going to call it a harvest mandala with the energy of fall harvest. Okay. Um, that's how I wrote this example. That's how the fuck I'm gonna read this example. <laughs> so gather leaves, flowers, herbs that resonate with your season that represent that resonate with your change. Um, this could include autumn leaves, maple leaves, sunflowers, herbs like lavender, thyme, rosemary. Um, begin by selecting the middle point of your mandala. Um, often a flat surface, a piece of cloth, and then place your chosen item in a circular, your chosen item, excuse me, in a circular pattern going outward, ensuring that they are mirroring each other. As you arrange the elements, focus your intentions for upcoming phases in your life. It's a, it's a meditative and creative process, and it's going to help you connect with the energies that you are putting out, putting in. Okay. Not me saying emphasize the importance. <laughs> it is so important of these intentions throughout your practice when we're talking about harvest. Okay. Intentions are like the guiding force behind your spiritual and magical work, right? Um, personalize your rituals, personalize your embraces, personalize how you are changing. Okay. Um, everybody's journey is unique and every person touches, uh, excuse me, every person, every personal touch, um, makes that practice in your practice that much more meaningful. This is why if I see that motherfucking shadow, anybody that comes up on my for you page and got that damn shadow work journal, I, I delete them. I don't, I'm not even delete them. I blocked them. I'm tired of seeing it. Uh, there, there ain't no fucking way that over a million people got the same journey are going through the same fucking, ain't no motherfucking way. Okay. I get it. Awesome. But I'll, I'll be telling y'all, when shit starts getting too organized, I don't fuck with it. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. It's getting a little too organized. Okay? Why is your healing so organized? To the point that every... Anyway, we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> Let me keep reading this. Um, make sure that we are also practicing gratitude during this time of transition and harvest. Gratitude can amplify those positive energies in those practices, okay? And then, um, fully embracing the change and releasing what no longer serves you and setting intentions for your per personal growth are so powerful in itself. What are you ready to release to call to further? Mm, look at me fucking up my little closing for this segment. Long story short, bitch, what you trying to release so you can have room to bring towards you? Anyway. 
Psych, I wasn't done. I forgot to do the wrap-up. So, that might sound weird, but I'll give a fuck. Anyway, so don't forget, this month we talked about harvesting intentions and growth, right? We embarked on that journey of intention setting and growth. We learned uh, that just as nature goes through cycles of planting and nurturing and harvesting, so does our lives, right? That The new moon emphasized that. Um, that uh, second week, we talked about um, nurturing our inner garden and our physical garden. And our physical garden, excuse me. <laughs> I was choking and dying. Um, so we explored that concept of our inner garden and how it is a sacred space and how it does require us to tend to it just like a physical garden. We also talked about certain herbs that we can use when we're talking about emotional balance and meditating. Um, even when we did that guided meditation about our inner garden, um, followed by reaping the abundance with gratitude, right? So these are all things that we talked about. How are you going to implement all of them into one, um, to help you explore not just the natural rhythms, um, of intention setting, nurturing, harvesting, embracing change, but also the natural rhythms of our personal growth and our transformation and our spiritual development. Um, Okay, bye. Okay, let's start over. So in our last episode, um, we really dove into, in week 37, um, again, about nurturing and reaping the abundance of our journey of our journey and we did that guided meditation beautiful 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 we didn't necessarily have that um tarot card but this week we're doing a motherfucking tarot card okay thank you and um it's called the tarot cauldron of transformation um I just put the word cauldron in there because October is coming. But tarot cards have a unique, a unique, a unique, mm-hmm, a unique way of speaking to our inner selves in offering guidance and insight during times of change, right? So one card that I chose for us to talk about today, I only chose one, is the death card. Um... This card literally, literally embodies the energy of transformation and change. Contrary to the ominous sound of the name, this card is actually about rebirth, renewal, and profound transformation. Even the imagery on this card often depicts a skeleton on the white horse, um, but it's but it's symbolizing the shedding of the old and making way for the new. Um, it's there's also a phoenix rising from it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes it's a reminder that endings are just disguised as beginnings right even when we go into the astrological aspects of the death card it is represented by the sign scorpio we know that scorpio is ruled by pluto pluto is about transformation and change so when we are exploring in depth excuse me in depth, um, the death card. Um, I just had a whole brain fart. <laughs> when we're exploring in depth of the death card, um, it, it, again, it talks about embracing those changes and those inevitable change, just as the season, so do our lives. They, they're constantly changing. This card invites us to realize what no longer serves us with grace and with courage, right? Like even when we're looking at the traditional artwork, like seeing the king, quote unquote, do we know if it's the king? I don't know. Seeing the king knocked over and the folks crying, right? It reminds us that letting go is essential part of our growth. Um, the death card whispers transformation and is not to be feared, but celebrated. Um, ending one chapter, beginning anew. Um, often more aligned with our true selves than anything. Um, it's it's heavy emphasis on the rebirth. I have no idea why I wrote this like this. 
Um, but even the white horse, we know that the white horse represents purity. We see the skeleton again. It's about shedding um, that old energy down to the bones. We see the king. We see even the towers in the background that have built have been built. We see the flag and the death card that represents um, that victory, that truth. Right. But we also see um, those emotions with those folks crying over the dead body, aligning us, you know, that, you know, some shit got to end. <laughs> um, take a moment. We're going to do a reflective exercise. We're going to take a moment. Okay. Take a moment. Um, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't fucking close your eyes. Okay. Take a moment and think about all of the transitions and the changes that have taken place in your life or that have not yet taken place in your life. Are you the victor on the horse? Are you the towers in the back? Are you the woman and the child crying? Or are you the slain king in the back? On the ground. When it comes to your career, your personal breakthroughs, your relationships, have you allowed yourself to embrace the transitions of change? with courage and grace or have you not allowed yourself to be in that liminal space to truly remove what does not serve you what insight is required what actually needs to change open your eyes open your eyes open your eyes I also have an empowering question just think about that think about that I know that this segment is a little short and cute but I don't I have an empowering question for you as well What have been the most defining moments that have helped shape your life? What have been the most defining moments that have helped shape your life? ASMR. Oh, this month was very good. Um, very, uh... It, it was very interesting. I know for me, when we're talking about changes and embracing changes, um, you know, my I had a whole entire health scare. I was in the hospital. But we live, we learn, we change. Next month, though, however. <laughs> Next month, however, it's going to be everything spooky. We're going to get spooky, spooky, spooky. I don't even I don't even know if we're gonna talk about things in our structure. We're just gonna talk about spooky, 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 Halloween, history, spells, all the good shit. Mm-hmm. I also went to Bath and Body Works and I got I'm back on my Bath and Body Works candle kick. But this is the thing. It only took place because I was going to get my friend, uh my kid's sister, some script paper. Um, you know, like for her play like bitches be buying these like flowers and giving them candy and chocolate and shit and i'm like no 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 no. she's a different breed whenever i give gifts like for the work that you've done i make sure that you can still like use them and utilize them in your craft like i'll often get like her books i'll get her script paper i'll get her like um you know like little hard drives files whatever anyway i was going to get script paper and Pat my words has sale and i was like oh my god anyway that's all i have um thank you 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 you guys know i could not do this without you and i wouldn't fucking want to 
Make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything that I have to offer. And don't forget, out of 8,000 of y'all, I know 15 of y'all want to join. I know 15 of y'all want to join the mentorship program. Send an email. Sign up. Sign up. Okay? Um, without further ado, as you know, hoes will be hoes, hoes, hoes. Bitches will be bitches, 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 bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches, 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 witches. Which bitches, which? And no, I do not sell owls, so stop fucking asking. Bye.